Hello guys, what is up? My name is Dylan. Welcome back to the Popcorn Podcast, the third official episode from the Popcorn Podcast, where I'm joined with my good friends once again, Panwa and Mickey. We're back, everybody. The Great Oscars honor. gang. You know how it, how this goes Where's already. Where's Theo? Yeah, Theo's missing. Oh yeah, we are missing a member. He's Theo. been banished because he knows nothing about films. <laughs> he said it not me. He's yet. just kidding. We love you, Theo. We love you, Theo. Um, so we're back talking about the Oscars, uh, which as of this recording uh, was last night. Guys... How is everyone feeling towards the Oscars? Actually, wait, before that, <laughs> we have a catch for this episode. As Ooh. one of us, oh my God, one of us has um, opted to uh, go off social media. Yeah, didn't yeah. watch the Oscars at all. Um, I he- did it for your entertainment value. Yeah, for um, yeah, I decided to find out the winners live here. I got one spoiled only, but I've been off like Reddit, Instagram, everything to be fully like authentic, so I know nothing. So it's gonna be fun, like figuring it, it out. Is, yeah. It is. It's gonna, gonna be like be live fun. reacting, and I'm hoping for some big, big surprises. Yeah, yeah. Some there slaps, are one or two. There, there, there are a couple. Some yeah. slaps, some stuff like that. Yes. So yes, hopefully that will be a fun element to throw into this discussion. And of course, we obviously have the God of Film himself here, Panwa. Um, <laughs> That's a good fucking nickname. God the of Film. God the Bateman film. Film. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Okay. Cool. So, um, since me and Panwa were the only ones who watched. Yeah. Uh, watch the ceremony. What, what are we thinking overall? Are we happy about the winners? It's just in general. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Can we start spoiling stuff for you now? Or can, can no, because I, t- I, right. I want to go through the. Okay. Cool. 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 But, but in general, yeah. What are we thinking? I'm. Um, I was pretty happy. Good. Uh, good year. Good year. Um, there's one or two bits and bobs that I obviously want to talk about, yeah. but I w- I'd say I'm very very happy. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I think like just a, f- a few categories as usual. I'm a little salty about, but you know we'll we'll, we'll get to them. Hmm. Um, Jimmy Kimmel. Hosted the Oscars this year. Yes, he most certainly did. Yes, he did. What do you thought? Didn't of Jim- fucking notice, but <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm not allowed to swear. Anyway, can I start talking <laughs> yeah, about Jimmy go, Kimmel go, go, and the host? Because I saw on your little brief that you wanted to it. talk about hosts. I did. Yeah, I used to love hosts back when they actually had something to say and funny jokes. So you know, be it Steve, uh, Steve Martin, Alec Baldwin, Billy Crystal, um, even Ellen's year wasn't bad. Yeah, Ellen, Ellen's like hosting was fire. It was not right. bad at all. And obviously the GOAT himself, Ricky Gervais, who mm. everyone yeah. wanted to host everything, you know, yeah. after he rinsed everyone uh, and deservedly so. Um, Jimmy Kimmel coming back has shown me why the Oscars not having a host is completely <laughs> fine because he wasn't really a present. Uh, I think he just took up time respectfully. He made one or two funny jokes, but tried the, his best not to offend anyone. And therefore, when he did try to offend someone, it was or, or tried to rinse someone properly, it was just like, mm. "Oh, look at you!" Um, as opposed to being like, "That was actually funny." And I, and I also found the opening quite hard to watch, just because I think the actors and the people, not just the actors, but the audience in the theater, mm. found it kind of hard to watch. Mm. They didn't really know what to, when to laugh, what to laugh at, um, and there was no point. I will say though, mm. if I remember correctly, last year they had like Amy Schumer and them lot hosting, and that. I didn't watch that Oscars, but I'm glad that I didn't because it just felt creepy and off mm-hmm. and weird um, and, and, and unfunny. Um, so I, at least Jimmy Kimmel, you know, is, is a bit more of a presence and also appreciates the fact that he wants to, to move the, the show quickly. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. As, as long as you have a, an unfunny host who understands that the show needs to be fast paced. Cool. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I actually quite like Jimmy Kimmel as a host. I think that... Uh, the Oscars are sort of like they've had this middle ground with hosts. Like I think Jimmy Kimmel is like a good sort of middle ground between safe option. 
Yeah, a safe, safe option. option. Exactly. He's not James Franco and Anna Hathaway. Exactly. He's he's not Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. But he's not quite Ricky Gervais. He's no. like somewhere in the middle. Yeah. This year, though, I think he's done way better. Yeah, he has. He has. He's done much better job hosting in the past. I think the year that. La La Land one or the year after because he used because he took the piss out the year before. Yes, yeah. Uh, that that was pretty good. But uh, overall, I, I like Jimmy Kimmel. I agree with you. I don't think his monologue was the best this year. I, d- yeah. I didn't really know what to be laughing at. Yeah. And and I'm not I'm not a fan of like sort of the opening uh, edit where they edit all the films together and he sort of edits himself. You know, I don't know if you watched. Oh yeah, he did the Top, the top Gun. Gun yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know about he that. He parachutes down. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Okay, I gotta catch up on a yeah. lot of stuff. But yeah. no, overall, I actually do. I actually kind of like having a, uh, a host for the sure. Oscars, just because I think it gives gives the show a bit more structure. It's yeah. a long show; it's four hours, um, and it's always nice seeing people, you know, sort of inject their personality yeah. and kind of making their own. Did you uh, both watch it live? I, I sort of, yeah. yes and no. Yeah. Was it like one of the more entertaining ceremonies throughout? Like no, overall, no. no. Was <laughs> it so. because you know? maybe three four years ago i think there's like a huge decline in quality of the yeah. ceremony yeah. itself yeah. so was this one better than those or it's was the it the same it's, it's just like it's the same. same but this is the thing because they they well, for the past couple of years they haven't done hosts or yeah, a couple of COVID, years. yeah they didn't and then the year before that they didn't either they did, they didn't have because kevin hart got sacked the the last, he got cancelled then he got sacked. the last one i remember that was like a great ceremony mm. was ellen's that was yeah. to me like the last one. I was the year like, after that was Neil Patrick Harris. He was good too. He was yeah. He was, yeah, he was not like bad. Performance yeah, yeah, with Anna Kendrick, she came. Yeah. I was like, I enjoyed that one. Yeah. Um, but I also also just say I actually weirdly judge sort of like if I was there, would I be entertained by the, like if I was sat in the crowd like if, if I was up to win an award, the anxiety, the pressure would be yeah, so much. Yeah. Be like, just get on with it. Yeah. Just get on with it. And also because I've been watching these Oscars since, um, the first Oscars that I watched properly was the year that Shape of Water won. So Shape of Water, three billboards, that one, right? The year after La La Land, Moonlight. Um, And even now I've done it four or five times. I'm getting too old for this shit. Mm. Like it's not changed. It's not progressed. If anything, it's gotten more boring. I used to watch them from like 2013 to like 2020. Mm. I watched every single one. This one and the one before I haven't watched. Mm. Because it's like, if it was like at nine, I'd watch it. But it's like the staying up. We're in the UK for like the staying up. We all should, we we all made a mistake not watching last year because we forgot to see the slap live. I I saw it. We saw it. But then we had a work meeting. We did, yeah. yeah, yeah. I said to one of my friends, someone should have fought. Right now. Yeah. Last night, nobody fought. By the way, spoiler alert. Unfortunately, I was just thinking how amazing this discussion would be. It is going to be done. Yeah. If it was, if, if it was, if this was last year. Yeah. Are we just talking about that? Nobody got clotted. Nobody got nobody, assaulted. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. That I tell you what, that was the that was the one thing I did find funny about yeah. Jimmy Kimmel's monologue, how he was referencing. Yeah. Uh, the slap. The slap. But yeah, no, just quick follow up question: uh, Who would you like to see host the Oscars if you could pick at some point in the future? Ricky Gervais. Same. That's what I have right, 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 or me. written down as well. <laughs> yeah. I'd also like to see like. Um, you know, like iconic duos in film. Okay. Like, for example, I don't know. It just came to came to my head maybe because I recently rewatched it. But like Ryan Gosling and like Russell Crowe. Oh, that would be that, brilliant. Like from the Nice Guys. Mm, that brilliant. that would be cool. Like like Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone would be yeah, brilliant. Exactly right. Mm. I don't know. Like I like I like Ricky Gervais. I like this monologue, but it's a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. Mm. It's a lot. Like you wouldn't surprise me in the same way. Like Jimmy Kimmel. I think he's ironically also a safe choice yeah. by being the not safe choice. I know what he's gonna do. He's gonna do a bunch of like really like crazy jokes that he wouldn't be allowed to do stuff like that. So I don't know. I'm like I love Ricky Gervais, but also I think there are better choices. Who would you? I who would you? Uh, no, who would you? I, I'm not sure off the top of my head who I'd pick. I'd pick maybe like. Uh, 
I think a stand-up comedian would be good, but like a, a, a fresher face, like a like somebody like new. Maybe do you know like maybe somebody off SNL, like maybe. SNL's new wave right now. They got like a bunch of really good ones, or like somebody like Pete Davidson. No, that would be like yeah. a, like he'd do like he because he's like he'd be walking around with a new girlfriend. But, at the yeah, end, yeah, but he's such like a, he would yeah. take the he piss out of everything, and he's you. such like he can't keep some, getting away with this. Somebody like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like I, uh, I would like to see like Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Tom. Holland. That'd be cool. They that said would, that they was gonna do that last year potentially, but yeah, didn't happen. That'd be fun. Yeah, uh, and also just a final question to round this subject off. Um, anyone have any like favorite Oscar year, memorable year? Ellen is for me. That was the one I saw like. The ceremony, that was the one I remember most vividly as the ceremony. Like, I remember the pizza thing and the selfie thing. And, like, I remember a bunch of the jokes. And I remember that ceremony really well as a ceremony. That was the year that 12 Years a Slave won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And obviously also, like, Moonlight and La La Land. That's, I'm so happy I was, like, up and alive to see that. Because yeah. I think that's, like, the biggest, like, I, I that's, that's fucking that. ridiculous yeah. that that happened. Moonlight or La La Land? Uh, as a film, mm. La La Land. La La Land. For sure. I Moonlight love, has I, aged no, I, surprisingly I, not well. I love Moonlight, but La La Land is like yeah. a masterpiece. I, I think they're both like five-star films. I sure. agree. I agree. But yeah. Uh, People still talk about La La Land. No one talks about Moonlight anymore. Yeah, At least yeah. not in like our circles anyway. Yeah. You know? yeah. That was insane. My fa- my favorite was The Parasite. That's years. what I was going to yeah. say. 2019. I, I have a fun story about this one. So I actually, my first feature that I did, which you've just discovered about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is called Voyage. You can watch it on Amazon Prime if you, if you want, like $5.99. Um, It'll be linked down below. Yeah, but um, basically we were shooting that. Uh, some of the earliest, earliest, earliest scenes, they don't look very good, but um, and they were reshot too. Uh, but then after that, right after we wrapped at 11.30, mm. we ordered pizza. Pizza got here by 12 and three or four of us sat there and just watched it, you know, and it was the parasite night wow. and it was just wonderful. Yeah. Wait, but that ceremony was which year? 2020. The ceremony was 2020, right? Yes. It's like a few months before lockdown. What one between Parasite and Coda? Uh, Green Book. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Wait, hang on. No, no, no. no. Uh, oh, yeah. What did what, win? Nomadland. Nomadland. Yeah. 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 Mid as fuck. Yeah. Sorry, respectfully. That was such an. I know it's because of COVID. But yeah. That, that year for the. Mank should have won yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tenet wasn't even that, nominated that for like music. Really, really yeah, no, it wasn't. Year. Yeah. Really Any random cool. year, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, moving on. Finally, the moment we've all been waiting for. We are going to be reacting. Well, someone is going to be reacting. Wait, wait. Can I say something? First? Yes, please. Yeah. Go for it. All right. He's prepared a statement. So. Yes. Well, this is kind of. It's not deep, but it's like. A, it's, a, it's a statement. <laughs> so, last night, I was like thinking about this. And I was thinking about the Oscars and like I was thinking about award seasons. And I couldn't, re- I genuinely couldn't really sleep because like my, you know, sometimes you start thinking about something and it like takes kind of over your mind and you like spiral. Yeah. And I was thinking about this. So I wanted to say something and I wrote it down oh, as, as to, speech. as to, as to phrase it best. For the as to not, as to phrase it best. And it's a really, it's a really short speech, but I'm curious what you guys have to hear about this. Yes, All right. I've really been struggling in the past couple of years to find balance between myself as a film goer slash film critic and myself as a filmmaker. I've always watched movies. I've talked about movies for a long time too, and I've had podcasts like this one and well, not like this one, but I've had like versions of podcasts and um, websites. And at one point I was actually like making a living as a film critic as well. On the other hand, I've also made movies and I've written movies and I've had the privilege of meeting many incredible filmmakers too. I've always loved film, but making films has made me adore film. 
Being a very small part in this very magical industry has showed me the overwhelming love films are brewed through, and that has made me love the world of film more than films themselves. So, why am I saying this? Well, for the past 14 hours, I've been on a total media blackout as not to find out the Academy Awards winners this year in order to react live to those winners here on the Popcorn Podcast. Um, and as I make a fool of myself and react to the winners and play a fun game with the boys, I must make clear that at the end of the day, to me, ranking winners and nominees is exactly that, a game. Mm. Art is subjective, and especially on this level or on that level, there is no better or worse. There are just varying degrees of great. Mm. I have nothing but the utmost respect for all of these filmmakers and performers and truly performers and truly love all of them from the bottom of my heart. Oh, look at that. Mickey Mixworth. That being said, Babylon got slumped. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did. Yes, it did. Um, but oh, yeah, that's my statement. What a nice That's really thing. nice. Yeah. You know, the thing is, I was actually going to put a disclaimer forward as well and, and say, you know, this is all for fun and whatnot because we have some truly great yeah. films this year and, you know, it's all personal yeah. preference. And it's, it's really stuff. difficult, yeah. isn't it? Exactly. Like, it's just it a, genuinely is like a film that you maybe didn't connect to has yeah. brewed through like the love of hundreds and hundreds of people. They so really I can say yeah. like, I, I used to make like a worst of the year list and I stopped doing that. Mm -hmm. And now I've even stopped like, I do it for myself like secretly, but I've stopped like publicly ranking my top 10 right. because I don't like it. Like, okay. what, like what makes it the best or like what makes five worse than six? Maybe I was yeah. in a good mood that day. Maybe like, do you know what I mean? Like to me, it's- You can't put statistics on Yeah, no, exactly. Like, there's, and, and like, also, these are 10 films one I of the, were great. You know? One of the worst things that I always hear, and, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too because I'm so arrogant. No, but um, a lot of the, I see TikToks of people this morning alone saying, Oh, I'm so upset that this this didn't, didn't win. This yeah, didn't exactly. win. And sure, of course, it is your right to be upset. But people were speaking about it as if these were objective facts that needed to happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That X needed to win Y award or whatever. And I I saw this one guy um, on TikTok who I always see give the, just the dumbest movie takes. Um, and 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 you know just be I would I would say a bit disrespectful to some films and to certain you know individuals who were nominated and whatnot. And I always see people comment in, in this guy's like, I can't remember what his name is, but it's like common L, you know, from this guy, whatever L yeah, take. Yeah. Um, and he was basically just saying stuff like, well, this movie is, you know, this Oscar was just a complete upset because this movie won that should, this one should have won instead. It was like, yeah, yeah. well, who are you to say? First yeah. of all, you're not in the Academy. Exactly. All right. Yeah. You, you don't get to vote. It's, it's none of your business. It's not like if, again, the hypothetical say like, uh, okay, like Ryan Reynolds wins over Ryan Gosling. He's like, oh my God, why did Ryan Reynolds win? Ryan Gosling should have won. Like, is Ryan Gosling going to personally come and buy you a pint for saying that? No. Mm. No. Nobody cares. Yeah, all right. Just, you know, you, you have the right to speak. You have the right to your own opinion. And that's absolutely important. But at the same time, I think it, you should, you know, one should be respectful. The way you go about it. The way yeah. you go about it. I yeah, think definitely. how one says something as well as asserting your opinion as fact on something that is so immensely subjective. Yeah. Is, you know, I mean, I've done it too, but we all have. But, you know, I think it, as we get older, we, we suddenly realize the importance of seeing everyone actually ultimately films it's not really a competition mm. it's not like you know yeah, yeah. um brendan fraser scores a goal against kate blanchett therefore brendan fraser is better it's not like yeah, sports yeah. um and therefore we should view it as such absolutely as opposed to imposing things on absolutely. people you know no yeah hey, that's just my opinion no, for sure and yeah exactly like maybe uh we have winners here that we would have preferred you know Another, others. Uh, others but you know take nothing away from them yeah. they've done incredibly yeah, well yeah. to get to that point um but yeah guys thank you for that because that's that was a great you know mm. way to segment into this but um yeah let's uh, let's get on into it so let's, let's do it i think what we're gonna do is we're go i'm gonna go in the same order that we had discussed 
on the first okay, cool, episode, yeah. so I'm the, the first uh, category we're going to be talking about is cinematography. Um, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you. Fine. Who I thought I won. Who who you think yeah. has won cinematography out of the um, out of the nominees, and the nominees for cinematography are uh, Tar, Empire of Light, Elvis, Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths, or uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. Um. I'm gonna say all quiet. You I, all yeah, you're all right. Quiet. You're right. I'm all right. You're right. All quiet. Yeah, yeah. Win, uh, Great speech too. One for yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I for me when I when I was watching this category, I would be happy. Like I I wanted Bardo to win. Same. Yeah. Same. I wanted Bardo to win. Yeah. yeah. Just for the sake of, I kind of knew that all quiet was gonna win. I said so did I. Yeah. 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 Um, Tar was like talked about mm. at one point for winning a lot as well. Yeah, and then obviously Roger Deakins, Empire of Light. Roger Deakins yeah. and Elvis. Elvis, yeah, it looks pretty. Bad. I saw somewhere recently Roger Deakins came out mm. and said he believes Batman should have been nominated. I it saw was that the yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that Thank yesterday, you. and I thought about Dylan. Jeez, because I, I know he said that it was snubbed a lot. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Batman yeah. was the second best one. It's Babylon, actually. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Now, up next, we have production design. Okay. Um, it's not Babylon, is it? <laughs> no, you can read, read me. No, Mickey, you are. So, together. production design, we have. Um, the Fablemans, yeah. Babylon, yeah. Elvis, All Quiet on the Western Front, and Avatar The Way of Water. For production design. Mm. Um, uh, I'm gonna go all quiet again. Yep, you're right. You're yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. See, this is this is the one I thought Babylon yeah. has like locked. Yeah. Mm. That's that, actually the one objectively. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> come on. I, I don't want to go objective, yeah, subjective, yeah, yeah. but come on. That film was like, they recreated the. the yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and plus, those we, guys, we, well, those we've guys seen No Man's before. Land a million times done in like yeah. even this Wonder Woman. We yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it did have incredible. I, 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 I hadn't seen All Quiet when we did the first time we same, did this same. around, but now I've seen it and it does look insane. Like mm. I think the costumes and the makeup of that film and all those like technical things, it is a really like. I I was really impressed by the film. Mm. It really touched me. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh, this is fun. I'm two for two. Yeah. Okay. What's next? Uh, next is costume design. Oh, give me. Okay, I want to get up. I didn't actually prepare. Let me, let me guess. The nominees are Babylon, <laughs> All Quiet on the Western Front, Elvis. All Quiet is not in here this time, actually. Yeah. Really? So it actually should Costume be. design, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Babylon, Elvis, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Uh, uh, I think you're going to get this wrong. I think Costume. I'm going to say Everything Everywhere. Nope. Well, is it is it Black Panther? Yes, Black Panther. That Fair was enough. Fair guess. enough. I Fair think Black enough. Panther yeah, yeah. was good. Really, I, I agree. I yeah. agree. I'm, and plus, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. The the financial backing that Marvel has. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 No, it's it's. But really beautiful costumes, though. Really is. Yeah. Like even just the the scenes of T'Challa's funeral. Yeah. Oh yeah. And all in white. Yes. Yeah. White. Incredible. Actually, like, I know. I mean, this is. A, I'm not opening this for like a larger discussion because we can talk about this for like seven hours, but. I watched, as everybody should, your Ant-Man episode. Mm -hmm. And like Black Panther, because I fully agree that there has been like, recent Marvel films have definitely dropped in quality. Mm. But Black Panther Retained is, is the one yes. that like, Outline. I mean, I liked Eternals as well. I think that gets like the shit yeah. that it shouldn't. But Black same. Panther oh, is same. definitely like, I think it's, it's a solid film. Like, I don't mm -hmm. think it's great, but I don't think it's worse than like, I don't know, uh, 
It's certainly one of the most well-crafted. Eternals, Eternals is, people, people are like, oh, we don't want Marvel to be the same, but then Marvel gives you something different, maybe yeah. like an all-tour, and people are like, no, 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 that's too weird. Well, no, so like, we're doing an Oscars thing right now, but one day I would love to sit down and talk about Eternals because I could yeah, go on about yeah, yeah. that film, oh, and I, I have. Yeah, yeah. When we first met, I went on one uh, about Eternals because I have very strong yeah, feelings yeah. both for and against mm. it, but I would love to. Any, I agree, anyway. I agree. Yeah, we'll I, make it happen I, for I, sure. I, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, so next up, we have makeup and hairstyling. And I was asleep by this point, so I don't know. <laughs> so nom nominees are Elvis, Black Panther, All Quiet on the Western Front, The Whale, and The Batman. Oh, no, I was still awake. Makeup and hairstyling. Um... Remember, fat suits. <laughs> so I'm going to go All Quiet. No. Is it The Whale? Yes. Really? Yeah, fat suits. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, I kind of wanted The Batman to take it because I was like... <sighs> fat suit as well, really? and then other things. And other things as well. Yeah. Like you look at Colin Farrell, unrecognizable. That's so weird though. That's like the whale. But the whale is like one look. All yeah. quiet is like, Loads like different a, thousands of soldiers. Yeah, but it's fat suit, man. That's so weird. To be fair, it, it's, it's like great, darkest it's hour. A great you know? looking suit. Though. Yeah. Mm. That's so weird. Yeah. That's actually one that I. I, I well, I'm surprised everything everywhere wasn't nominated. I remember we spoke about it yeah. last time. Mm -hmm. I think it should have been nominated. Mm. Um, visual effects. Do I need to read out the. Did Avatar win? Oh my God. What 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 is it? Oh is, it is it is it? It's Avatar. It even has a watermark, a way of <laughs> yeah, water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. obviously like there's yeah. no argument against that. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, so next up we have sound. I love sound. Sound, sound editing or sound mixing. Just, I know, I know, into I know, one thing. I think now. yeah, I know, they, know, they have. I know, I know. Um, uh, the Batman, Elvis, Avatar: The Way of Water, Top Gun, Maverick, and All Quiet on the Western Front. Top Gun, Top Gun, Top Gun. One. I think I was asleep by this point too. Yeah. But Top, yeah, Top, yeah, Top, yeah. Top, Top Gun, well deserved. Top Gun, well deserved. Well deserved. Beautiful sound. It was. Yeah, that's like one of the films that you need to see in a cinema. Yeah, definitely. For sure. And For sure. Uh, they're gonna re-release that at some point, and it's gonna make yeah. a fucking a hundred percent. Like they have more the money. Of, it's it's one of the like even Avatar didn't get as much as like see it in the cinema promotion. Mm. Weirdly, mm. like Top Gun was like that was all of its selling point and yeah. deservedly so mm. yeah and then it came out they re-released it for like father's day and stuff like and it that. oh that's and nice it, and it filled all the screens yeah. again mm -hmm. and, it, and i guarantee they're gonna release it in like two years as like a i don't know when is the anniversary of the first top gun like uh i think it came out in 1987 or 89 i don't know yeah they're gonna release it for like their. It's the 40th anniversary of Top Gun. They'll, they'll make an excuse. And it's gonna. They, it's gonna James Cameron did it recently for Titanic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he always exactly. does it. He's like oh, yeah. on Valentine's Day. Yeah. yeah. And this 3D. is the no. The guy finds an excuse to re-release. It's like this is like the anniversary of like Avatar's second AD <laughs> birthday or something. <laughs> so we're gonna re-release it. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So uh, up next we have original song. R R R. Yeah. I won that. Original score. <laughs> <laughs> Original score. We have uh, The Fablemans, All Quiet on the Western Front, Banshees of Inner Sharon, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Babylon. <laughs> Wait, say, say them again. Everything Everywhere All at Once, Babylon, The Banshees of Inner Sharon, All Quiet on the Western Front, and The Fablemans. Who do you think won? Um, do you know what? Don't go with your heart. Don't go with my heart? No. Then I'm going to say... Um, then I'm going to say uh, Banshees. No. Then uh, everything ever? No. Babylon? No. You're fucking with me. What one? All quiet on the west and fucking front. Shut up. Yeah. I have something to say about this, though. Really? That's so surprising. So this is the thing, right? Because I don't know if you guys watched the BAFTAs. Yeah. But the ba uh, all quiet cleaned up at the BAFTAs. Yeah, so yeah, did they, Banshees, yeah. right? But uh, And technically, all quiet is an incredible film. I can't really say that this 
element was bad, this element was bad. Mm. The score is really great. It is good. Right? Yeah. It is good. Really well, I, good. I don't remember it much though. This is the this is the thing, right? So and I watched it like three days ago. To yeah. So obviously, if we all went with our hearts, we'd have Babylon as, as the winner for this, sure. right? I remember it was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's in, this in all quiet. Yeah. It was yeah. Yeah, it's like this the the um the guitars I all at once. Yeah, it's yeah. like three notes. That's a recurring theme, mm. right? So I have like this. I was I actually thought about this today, right? And I'm thinking like. If when we, if we're looking at the score, we're we're clearly thinking, oh my god, Babylon has to win. It's gonna win mm. this and that. And um, the thing that I've noticed recently with the Oscars and original score specifically is, um, I was listening to the score for First Man, Justin Howard's yeah. again, and that didn't get nominated. And Babylon didn't win. All Quiet on the Western Front has an incredible score, but I think the reason here is because. So if you look at First Man and you look at Babylon, the way Justin Hurwitz composes his scores, he has like a main theme. For First Man, it was the Armstrong's theme. Mm. And for Babylon, it's Nelly and Manny's theme. Mm. Like, da na 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 And what he does with those themes is he, the, it's played so much throughout, throughout the, the film. film. Yeah. Mm. Like, we're humming mm. the themes yeah. after, like, it's in our head, right? Which, in my opinion, is how it should be uh, when you're making a film of mm. that size. Uh, how, how it should be, right? Mm. Um, uh, and it plays so much, it plays with in different tempos, different instrumentation, mm. but that theme is ingrained in everyone's brains yeah. after they they leave the mm. they leave the theater same with the first man it's like yeah. the same motive over and over again right but with just different instrumentation and whatever what i've noticed that the academy actually likes and is sort of preferring is sort of variation in themes mm. so whereas babylon and first man have incredible music mm. and like we, we we love listening to the scores and stuff um i think the reason why justin Hurwitz hasn't actually picked up these two um because his music's good because his music is good but also but just because it is so, uh, i think the academy are looking at it as these modes as repetitive there's not yeah. much other sort of there's not much of a variety with it i still think stuff like babylon you know when you make a three-hour film uh, you know yeah. the amount not just the amount of music that's made but the amount of different kinds of styles I, yeah. it's made be it uh, even with la la land even with uh first man there are different themes there are different mu pieces of music yeah. that stand out so drastically from one another um it's a shame look yeah. who, who am i to talk but i just think it, it's a film that it, is so driven by the music. The music is the spine of Babylon. I think, uh, you know, oh, sorry, no, 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 please. I was just going to say that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think what would be really interesting for you specifically, um, and for me, because I don't know much about it, and you guys should comment if yeah. you want to see this, is you should have somebody on the podcast who really, really knows like music theory, yeah. like proper, like mm. proper, like music theory, and break down like how these scores are different mm -hmm. in the way that they're made. Because like, as I think that's a great point. That theme, you got, you know, you have the ta -da 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 -da, then you got a ta -da 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 -da, yeah. You know? It's like, very, but I'm sure like the way composers mm. make a theme because i like i've worked with and like around composers and it's like so much so like it's such a in-depth yeah. and complicated craft so i bet it would be really interesting yeah. to like break down all these things well you know what we, we once said we once joked last time about bringing our composers on and the cool thing i i find with this guy my friend fingal is um you know, in the same way that like a chef could mm. taste something and be like, okay, well, this has too much soy sauce, yeah, this yeah, has too exactly. much. Yeah, Fingal can listen to something that I give him like temp or whatever, yeah, and he yeah. can be like, 
okay, well, they they use this and this and this. We're going to do this. I'm like, oh my God, that's yeah, so cool. Yeah, yeah. But because obviously it's such a different medium to us mm. yeah. in the same way that we might be able to look at a shot and say, oh, well, they, they, they put the camera here and then mm. this, this person's mm. wearing this and then the, the lights are here. He can do that with music. And, I, and because it's something that we have no idea how it works, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so much cooler. Mm. Yeah. So we should totally get, you know, if you want, artists. I can I can call Hans Zimmer after this and we can yeah. have him like on the fourth episode. Man like John Williams yeah, is just yeah. outside the door. Yeah, yeah. ninety one he is. Yeah. Ninety one. Wow. Yeah, crazy. Fifty four nominations yeah. over. Like, crazy. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, I I still think but the Batman has the best score of the year. I just want to say. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. going next week to see it in concert. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just yeah, love you, Batman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next up, we have film editing, and the nominees are Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Banshees of Inisherin, and. Elvis. It's gotta be everything ever. Right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Although all of those are really, really solid yeah. nominees. I kind of wanted Top Gun to win for this one, but I yeah. was happy. Nah, with it's everything. gotta be everything. Yeah. Ever. Because everything That's ever is such a That's wild masterful. film. Like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's going, for, it's jumping from multiple yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to, from different universes. There's the editing needs to be 100%. on point for it 100%. to all come together yeah. cohesively. So, so I, yeah, I want to see that editor. Um, what else he did because mm. or they did because I'm sure it's something like really incredible yeah but anyway continue okay so moving on we're gonna go to uh, writing mm -hmm. we're gonna go to uh, original screenplay so let me just okay original screenplay uh, nominees are Fablemans uh, The Banshees of Inisherin, Everything Everywhere All at Once Tar and Triangle of Sadness I'm gonna say Banshees won you think Banshees won yeah it did not win. Really? It did not win. I didn't read Give them that. To me yeah, again? What happened? Everything Everywhere, uh, The Banshees of Inisherin, The Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. Then Triangle? Everything? Mm. Really? Mm. I didn't know. You've seen No, them. I fell asleep. I fell asleep. I fell asleep. <laughs> really? I fell asleep after production yeah. design. Wow. Everything Everywhere. I, th I, I deservedly so. I thought Triangle should have I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah same. I think okay. Triangle of Sadness Such is an intelligent film. As I mean, I made my statement about not ranking films, yeah. but I do think Triangle of Sadness has is the best film of the year. Um, because Triangle yeah. of Sadness for me is one of, in recent memory it is the smartest stupid it's film it's incredible yeah. it's yeah. the it smartest incredible. stupid film and it's the dumbest smart film that I saw sense. it on a plane yeah. like with my laptop like yeah. crunch, and I still think still it's the best it. film so think about if I saw it in the cinema yeah. how like incredible I think it yeah. is mm. everything everywhere really I'm not mad like it's an incredibly mm. uh, well written film all of them are all of those those ones are yeah. So, but I, I did think Banshees because it was so like heavily more uh, heavily campaigned to win specifically writing mm. um mm. So that surprised me a little bit, but makes sense. Yep. So up next, we have adapted screenplay. Uh, nominees are... Women Talking One. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there we go. But that yeah. was like so clear as well. Yeah. That yeah. was so, so... Um, I have so campaign for to oh, say, okay. bringing my usual bit of controversy that will get me cancelled. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I just, look, I we talked about watching all the best picture nominees. I saw Women Talking last, and um, I really wanted to give it attention and as much time and you know because you know about how i watch three films a day uh i actually watched watch like watched watch yeah, this yeah. one and really sat with it still yeah. like dozed off i'm not gonna lie i was a bit jet lagged too but um i really tried th to give this film as much love was and this attention after as la this is why i came back were, from la yeah. tired like i was tired yeah, yeah i was yeah. very tired um it, what the fuck? Can we cut this bit out? <laughs> no no i was i was i was exhausted Wait, what happened in LA? i'll tell you what happened in la <laughs> i was a bit jet lagged and I still fell asleep despite trying to give this film my utmost attention because I think it deserved it. I wanted to go into it because I was a massive fan. Of Rooney Mara is one of my favorite actresses. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, my conclusion was that Rooney Mara, I've seen her do way better stuff. Clef, I've seen her do way better stuff. Frances McDormand, I see, you know, Frances McDormand breathes and she does better stuff. Um, and I just felt as if the film, 
wasn't excited to be alive. It just didn't feel like it was uh, excited. Or I know it's it's tackling a really really serious topic, and of course you have to be serious. But I just feel like every year they have one film that takes itself way too seriously and kind of forgets that you know it, it forgets a lot of the true essences mm. that in my opinion uh, makes a film a film and just feels like an awards bait movie where everyone is just kind of monotone and speaking yeah, monotone yeah. and the color palette is gray and dark and shadowy and you know when you t- look look at something like top gun or everything everywhere these are films that are like come on watch us we would love to have you we're so glad to exist we're so privileged to be in the position that we're in you know and you feel you want to support these films you want to love them whereas with women talking it it felt like the movie had a superiority complex Mm. and it was just sort of like you can watch me you can't it's like no one cares like i don't care about you audience who are you um, and so it felt very snobbery and actually it felt like the kind of movies that the Oscars used to be made fun of for, mm. if that makes any sense. You know, like your spotlights and those kind of movies where it's like based on the mm. true story, yeah. we're going to make a trailer that's really serious and stuff like, you know, and it felt that way. And as a result, when we talked last time about uh, films being a bit more likable, being a bit more palatable and catering to everyone, like everything, everywhere, um, this one felt as if it was just sort of didn't really care do you, you know, feel like it felt uh, bored do you feel like you guys oh you have this opinion because you you are a filmmaker and you understand the components and you know sort of what it takes to make a film yeah. and when you compare it to you know all the other best picture mm-hmm. nominees this this was the one that sort of was just like okay we're just going to shoot some actors in a it, did. And, and, it did it did it you, look at, you look at top gun maverick and you look at even like elvis or yeah you know uh, whatever that like the 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 amount of you know work. effort and work, work. Yeah, goes into making yeah. those films, but but also I have to say it's, it was a very well acted movie, and that there is a lot of talking. Like I I remember writing in my letterbox review, it's like come up with a more creative title. <laughs> like there's a reason Avatar Two is not called Navi Swimming, or Top Gun is not called Pilots Flying, or <laughs> Everything Everywhere is not called Asians Multiversing. Like come on, just come up with a more creative, please. I beg of you, but. It is a you know a watchable film and it is yep. good and I completely understand why it's nominated <laughs> and why it's important, but it just didn't feel welcoming. Mm. Yeah. And it and of course sometimes films don't have to like does is, does prisoners feel welcoming? Mm. You know does old boy feel welcoming? No, but at at the very least it should feel like it wants you to watch it yep. and it should feel like uh, you know it cares about the audience or you know whereas this film is just like it just felt like it didn't really care about me. Do you Uh, think it would have been better as like a stage production or like theater or something? Yeah, Yeah. sure. I I would have paid to watch Rooney Mara and Claire Foy and Francis McDormand act. Yeah. You know, and I hate plays too. So yeah, I don't watch plays at all. So basically we're not sure if like women talking really earned the sort of, I won't say earned the right to be a film. Yeah. Of course not. But like, you know, um, Ticked, ticked some of those boxes that we really go yeah. to the cinema and you know watch films. And for. by the way, I do feel a similar way about Banshees, which is that it just feels like a play. It's just two guys talking, you know, over a pint basically. That's the entire movie. Yeah. But I think what they were able to inject with that film was a sense of earnestness and wholesomeness and mm-hmm. likability. You wanted, to, you know, you see Colin Farrell and Blen- Brendan Gleeson and Kerry Condon and uh, Barry Keegan. You're like these characters feel like they want me to like them. They feel yep. like uh, these real alive people who are interested in whose mm. stories I want to get into. And Martin McDonough was able to direct and write the film in a way that it was like, uh, you know, it felt welcoming. It yep. felt warm. It felt like it was welcoming you with open arms. Whereas women talking was like, no, you stay right there. You know, and I just... So there's like a detachment. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, no, that's fair enough. And bear in mind, this is obviously just our opinion. Mm, one man's whatever, opinion. You know, you Cancel like. me if you want. I double dare you. <laughs> cool. So moving on, we have documentary short. Do you know what? I, you know what I thought? Sorry to yeah, interrupt. Do you know on. what I thought? I'm gonna when because uh, I was I didn't I don't know all the winners. Yeah. So I'm like I'm not prepared. I'm gonna embarrass myself in yeah. front of all these goddamn people. Really, <laughs> 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 a little reference. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, where was that from? It's so funny. Is it uh, once, once upon, upon a time, time Hollywood? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> in front of all these goddamn people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, documentary short film and documentary feature film short film the elephant whisperers one i don't know if anyone watched yeah, any of those I haven't seen them um, and then feature film navalny one yeah. uh, and then we have a uh, short film live action an irish goodbye one okay oh, so yeah, i have yeah, a really no, cool story this, about yeah, this one my friend this. texted me this morning cool. the people who made it uh, were alumni of a gsa which is called guildford school of acting and i have a lot of friends uh, actors who go there mm. and they were kind of like they're like oh yeah, yeah cool cool like Alumni, cool. Yeah, that, that yeah, that's my cool story. Mm. That's it. Small world. Small world. Yeah. yeah. Um, short film, light, uh, animated. The boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. Mm. That's what won that. And then we move on to animated feature. Uh, Mickey, any picks? What were they? Animated feature were Pinocchio uh, and everything else. Uh, uh, Pinocchio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so. I mean, Puss in Boots too. Yeah, Puss in Boots was good. P- Puss in Boots quality. I never yeah. saw it. Uh, Mar- Mar- Florence Pugh and Olivia Coleman yeah. voice characters in yeah. Person Boots. Wow. That's so wow. cool. Yeah. I've heard really good. I'm like kind of getting curious about watching that film. Yeah. I've already have heard really good. It's sort good of done like Spider Verse style where it's they don't try yeah. to do realism. It's yeah. more just over the top. Really, I might, cool I might stuff. watch it. It's good. It's good. It. It's good. And also, Death yeah. in that film. I love how the people talk about Puss in Boots 1 and 2. And like the villain in the first film was Humpty Dumpty. Yeah. And the second one is Death. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, I'll check it out. But no, for the animated feature film, if you watch. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's yeah, speech. Yeah. I think it was a really, really nice, profound speech. And he said, and he made a Aww. good point about animation not being a genre. Animation mm. is its anime, own art form. It's its own art form, yeah, and it yeah. deserves to be in the best picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Running, yeah. You know those kind of films. And I, I 100% agree yeah, with that. Yeah. Like if you look at like Spider Verse, for example, yeah. I think that was better than. But it is like you can have an animated film. You can, you can. Yeah, it's just not often. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, international. I mean, I don't know if Puss in Boots two should get a best picture yeah. nomination. Oh, women talking, maybe. I yeah, fully, but I fully agree that an animation should be yeah. up, up, up there. Talked about that. There are mm. some animated films that are like incredible. Uh, so international feature film. Uh, we have Argentina, nineteen eighty five, Close, All Quiet on the Western Front, E O, and The Quiet Girl. All Quiet on the Western. Front. No decision to leave. What? <laughs> <laughs> decision to leave. I want to watch. Right. I want to watch E O. I haven't seen it, but I've heard really good things. A friend of mine told me some really good things about it. Mm. Poland, that film is from. Theo said Argentina 1985. Was he did. Yeah, I yeah. still haven't watched yeah. it. We, but o- we almost really saw it. We almost saw it. Yeah. We almost saw it. Yeah. Anyways, right. Well, so that's actually all the awards that All Quiet in the Western Front has won, and it has won a lot of technical awards. Thanks for the spoiler. And now no, no. I know it didn't win. <laughs> best, best picture. picture. Yeah, no, sorry. Uh, but basically, I, I, this is so interesting, and I wanted to ask you guys about this as well. So, yeah. All Quiet on the Western Front, if it, it, it shows the power of the Oscars. Yeah. Because I think that if it wasn't nominated, like go back to the end of last year, was it on anybody's list? Well, it wasn't like yeah. on anybody's saw list it. up until three months yeah, ago. Yeah, nobody this saw it. Came out, came out of nowhere. It really did. And I think it shows the power of the Oscars. And and I will say this though, uh, I, when it came out that weekend, the weekend it came out back in November, I got a text from my friend Arthur and he never texts me about films ever. Mm. And he goes, you should watch All Quiet on the Western Front. Mm. It has a great soundtrack. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe I will because you never talk to me about films. I was like, okay, sure. 
And I watched it and I really enjoyed it, of yeah. course. I do want to rewatch it to kind of get a better understanding and, and just, you know, I think I, I would love to get more from it and, and, yeah. and rewatch it and appreciate it more. Because yeah. um, it's one of those films that, like like I said, like I didn't really get um, understand women talking how, how perhaps the way I want it uh, just... on Netflix. Um, but, you know, I don't feel the need to rewatch that film anytime soon. Whereas with All Quiet, I want to rewatch it. It, 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 really it feels like a film where, you know, again, a likable kind of watch me please kind of movie yeah, and i love really those good, kind of really things good, yeah. and the craft seems really really interesting mm. as well um what i wanted to talk about however was the fact that say all quiet on the western front because of the way it's marketed be it you can netflix and stuff yeah, like, and yeah. it's a war movie not a lot of people are interested in it foreign film too because it was pushed so much for awards it shows the power of the oscars mm. because it's like if we made a movie that actually is mid like completely mid movie mm. but the oscars and the awards deem it great all of a sudden, everyone wants to you watch it. You know what? I'm actually going to have to disagree with yeah. you on this. I think, really? it's, I think it's the opposite. I think people loved it and so Netflix and, and the Oscars yeah, yeah. like picked up on it. Yeah. But I think it's like, I don't think the Oscars made people like into this film. Yeah. I think people having people watching yeah. it made Netflix go, oh my God, I guess we Maybe should we should push it. This. Yeah, I, yeah. That's kind of what I mean as in like, for example, uh, Parasite. You know, it, yeah, it yeah. was uh, it was a massive, massive film, and then as a result of that, got yeah. well, like where, everything yeah. everywhere, like Every, everything no, everywhere, nobody, massive. N- like they were like, I mean, the Daniels like keep putting statements and statements out. They were like, we never, never like years. could have even conceived this yeah. happening. So um, it's like that. You yeah, know, you never know. But also, yeah. all quite on the Western Front because it's a foreign film, and that's quite like a, a secluded category. Yeah. So uh, uh, like we've seen it with Parasite. Yeah. Okay, and then that, how that's broken into sort of the best picture talk and like all the other Hmm. sort of um, uh, categories and and their talks. I think international features, uh, feature film, if you're nominated in an international feature, there is a certain spotlight that you you can acquire that, you know, not a lot lot of other mainstream films might acquire. You know, it's very specific, very niche. And if you're somehow able to break out of that category. And it Mm. did into all the technical categories and won. So I'm like fair enough. And obviously it's done incredibly well. BAFTAs at the Oscars and just... It really sweeped the BAFTAs. So in a way, I think what me and you are both trying to say actually um, without realizing is that good filmmaking kind of does speak for itself. Granted, yeah, that's what the I, yeah. power of marketing, the power of pushing and campaigning is so bloody important because mm. otherwise a film like this would not have been seen and appreciated in the way that it was. Definitely. Uh, yeah. But, you know, if you make something decent, uh, half decent, and someone sees it and they like it and they think the audience will like it and they think it fits with the narrative of the Absolutely, Oscars, yeah. you win. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we this year is the year we've seen most of that in yeah. like my memory of the Oscars. Yeah. I think there are most like kind of a, a, um, a people's choice yeah. type thing here than, than usually. Uh, I would say like, usually they're like last year, you know, last who saw Coda? Mm. Like I, I remember I saw after I saw Coda before and I was the only one of like the people around me who had I seen saw, it before. I saw Coda before. Yeah. But like nobody, like it was one of those films like, where did it come from? Like it was yeah. because it was so, I loved Coda, by the way, but it was so, it that was like the definition of like a campaign getting the win. It wasn't mm-hmm. because people loved it. It was because- Ain't nobody like, saw it. <laughs> campaign. Yeah, exactly. Um, but this year, like, I, obviously I still don't know what won, but even as you said, like technically the uh, All Quiet won a lot of the those uh, those nominations. So mm. that comes from people having seen yeah. the film, you know? Mm. Yeah, good stuff. Awesome. Uh, right, so now finally moving on to the big one. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme. Give so first up, we're gonna have we have directing. Ooh. So the nominations for directing are Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Banshees of Inisherin, The Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. So I am going to say 
that the Daniels won directly. You think the Daniels won? I yeah. think the Daniels won. You would be correct. I'm you correct. would be correct. Well, I can't wait to see that speech. They it's must good. have like freaked out. Mm. Wow, well deserved. Well good deserved. for them. So happy for them. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. They're they're incredible. They're the biggest guys. compliment I can give to that movie as well is like because when I saw it, I was like. I'm glad two people made it because otherwise yeah, yeah, that yeah. one guy would have died. <laughs> yeah. uh, it really does. Like, I don't think a it's film possible. I don't required think it's possible. Multi, you know, at least two people to get on that. Um, but in many ways, it's actually more impressive to me that the, both of them are on the same wavelength. Yeah. Mm. And obviously they, they complement each other, have probably have different ideas yeah. and that. But like the way that they're able to work in that kind of yeah. synergy is is definitely, so, so yeah, impressive. Definitely. It's, it's like you look at yourselves, right? Yeah. Filmmakers. You can't think of, I don't know. Well, I'm just. I've worked with another director before and, and was it that? was actually the best, uh, one of the best experiences I've had. And I'll tell you why. It was because myself and this person were so completely different. Um, and and you know if what I've my her strengths were my weaknesses and yeah. vice versa, mm. and so it it fit. However, I think if you work with someone, you know, our work ethic similar, but the way we think about films, people, blah blah blah, mm. different. Um, if you worked with somebody like, for example, Theo and I, I think we see eye to eye a lot in terms of filmmaking and, and work ethic and whatnot. I would have killed the guy if I worked. I, I swear to God, if he was here, I'd murder him. <laughs> um, you know, because it just wouldn't work. Yeah. Uh, I think it, the last thing you want is to work with another version of yourself. Mm. You want someone who's different, but with yeah, a similar you don't work. Want to surround yourself with the yes man. Yeah. Ever. yeah. Like you need somebody to like. Yeah. It's such a it's such a weight on your shoulders always. So you need to be yeah. around somebody who like checks you. Yeah. Because like, speaking of like actually you, to yeah. to give you a little bit more of an insight on to work with two directors i've produced a film with two directors before mm. and in this scenario it was they were very similar and the kind of frustrating thing was whatever person a had to say to an actor person b would also go up and say the exact same yeah. thing you would think say like the russo mm. brothers or joe and ethan cohen what's so cool is to kind of like they branch off and so if the russo brothers like you know if joe russo was talking to robert danny jr anthony russo would be talking to chris evans yeah, and yeah. you actually save time mm. and you actually are able to be twice as productive whereas sometimes it can actually be even dumb where like mm. i'm going to talk to you about one thing hang on a second he's going to tell you about the exact same yeah, thing yeah, exactly. so you want someone who is completely different so whilst you you know the this film that i did with with a, a co-director it was like a um there was a male actor female actor right so i would talk to the guy and then she would talk to the girl or like we would write parts you know and re it, it, it would just work yeah, in yeah. a way that made things twice as efficient as opposed to twice as slow mm, yeah. and i think that the daniels is exactly that because they clearly complement and contrast each other just the right amount cool so uh actor i'm doing pretty fucking good if you mm. ask me you are, you are, i've yeah. gotten like maybe two wrong yeah. three wrong so we have actor in a supporting role okay actor. So, um we have one. uh right. brennan gleason in Banshees of yeah. Sharon, Brian Tyree Henry in Causeway, yeah. uh, Ki Hui Kwan in Everything Everywhere All at Once, Judd Hirsch in The Fablemans, and Barry Keoghan in The I Banshees think Key. You think Key won? Key of won. course. Yeah, yeah. Incredible speech. Great probably, guy. Probably the best speech. I can't wait yeah. to see it. I can't wait uh, to I, see I was, I was his crying. speech and the Daniels' speech. And I'm assuming, like, I'm, I'm going to say later, but I'm assuming there's a few more everything speeches. So yeah. I can't wait to see all the speeches. Mom, I want an Oscar. He's, he, oh, he, he's I can't just, wait to see he's, he's, he's brilliant. The, he's the nicest dude in the world. Yeah. Mm. Nicest dude in the world. I'm so happy for him, yeah. man. I'm so happy for yeah. him. Actress in a supporting role. You know, I one. actually got this one. I can't yeah, take yeah. credit for guessing it. Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed it, but I got this one spoiled because I was still up mm. when they started, and it was Jamie Lee. 
Yeah. yeah. Jamie Lee Who are the other nominees? Angela, so, Angela Bassett. Bassett um, Kerry Condon for the uh, Banshees of Inisherin. Hong Steph- Chow and Hong Chow in the Whale and Stephanie Su. In I, personally, I think Angela Bassett should have won. So this is the thing. I like Angela. Bassett. I yeah. I th- I think I, I, and Jamie Lee Curtis is awesome, by the way, and her speech was, was brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, and even her reaction when when they called out her name. I don't think she expected. Yeah, it. she was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I don't think her character was powerful enough yeah. for an Oscar win. I think it was a lovely character. Really, like she nailed the role. She absolutely like she was perfect. But mm. it was just not like written for an award, and that's fine. Like mm. that shouldn't have been. But I just don't think. I think Angela Bassett was just so. I much think more. if Angela Bassett won, that would have been awesome mm, like yeah, that, yeah. that would have been incredible um i would have also i wouldn't have even mind if kerry condon won for she's fantastic she's brilliant. i mean they were all very yeah. very good like people don't talk about hong chow and the whale she was absolutely fantastic yeah. as well um and this is the thing as well so banshees for the baftas they they won did best really well supporting actor best supporting actress Barry keegan won didn't yeah, it? yeah like um mark mcdonald won for like, i think writing and whatever it was a fan it was a favorite at the baftas but you know, not as not less so as, with Americans. Less, yeah, yeah, but that that should That's, tell you enough. You know, yeah. like one is an American show, the other one is on a British yeah. show. Like, mm. it's, so it's, it's odd. I'm, I'm, I don't know. What, should we do actor first or actress in a leading role? First? I, I the, think do you, it, um, the one that I have less. I'm less confident to guess is actor. Okay, do that. We've okay. Got, okay, let's let's do let's do actress in a leading role first, okay. okay so the nominees are Anna de Armas in Blonde Kate Blanchett in Tar <laughs> uh, Michelle Yeoh in Everything Everywhere All at Once Andrea Risenberg I think she won Andrea Risenberg no I'm kidding to Leslie and Michelle Williams in The Favourites well, you get one shot I, uh, my Kate shot right, I, I think Michelle won you're right I think Michelle won yeah, yeah, you know when you said Michelle sorry, for, for a second I thought you said Michelle, Michelle Williams. Williams no I think Michelle who by the way is brilliant Michelle I love Michelle Williams but um Michelle, yeah. Check Michelle Williams out in I, All the Money in the World. It's one of the most underrated performances. I do think, likewise, Kate Blanchett is more my cup of tea yeah. as a role. I think she's just, I think, like, again, I love everything everywhere, but Tar is just a more powerful character. Mm-hmm. Like, it's same thing as um, with uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, Michelle nailed that role, but just the role itself didn't provide as much depth. Not depth, that's a bad word, mm. color. Mm. as tar sure because that was like a, that was an insane that yeah. was a character study like yeah everything everywhere isn't isn't like engined by michelle mm. whereas tar is 100 percent engined yeah. by Kate blanchett that's yeah. a good way of putting it i think michelle's yeah. at the heart of the film for 100 sure. but it, it, it doesn't if if she wasn't great mm. i wouldn't have liked that film much mm. yeah um but she is great so i did yeah um, so she's definitely you know like, what made me realize I was so happy that Michelle you're one I saw a video this morning um, that kind of put a lot of things into perspective so of course if Kate Blanchett won it be her third Oscar um, you know that'd be so cool Kate Blanchett she needs to get a hat trick mm. she needs to get a third before mm. it's all over b- before she dies I think she will she will she will but um, Michelle Yeoh was the first one and what was so cool is that I saw this video of Michelle Yeoh's mum I think it was like a, a, a hall or like a shopping mall or something in Malaysia and she was just surrounded by all of these people and they all had their phones on the mm. screen and when it was announced Michelle Yeoh won the entire thing just erupted and I remember just thinking like one of the things I love most about films is when films begin to mimic sports. I don't know why, but like when No Way Home came out, remember people were like no, running no, around no, like it was the World Cup yeah, final? Yeah. 
Um, you know, that, that's why I love it. And to see all of these people halfway across the world staying up at night or getting up early in the morning to come and watch one person from their country potentially win and then go ballistic when she does was so wonderful and so beautiful. And because as someone who comes from like, you know, I'm from Thailand and someone who comes from Southeast Asia, it's like, imagine one of like, let, let's say that I'm up there one day and then I go you back. Will home. Be. I will be. I will be. You, you, you and Bulgaria too, you know, all the, all, all the Bulgarians just like have their phones up, you know, exactly, and, exactly. and it's like to see Michelle come all of this way to, to uh, America, to, you know, a, a strange foreign it's land. Awesome, man. It's like awesome. Same with Key, you know, to see someone from outside of the country come in and, you know, they could feel alone, they could feel whatever. And then they have all of this support from all over the world. It puts that so much into perspective because, you know, it, it was just, it was beautiful to see. Mm -hmm. And also as someone who, there's going to be so many people, by the way, and I'm not going to take this away from you. There's going to be so many people who, uh, they only saw Michelle Yeoh for the first time in Crazy Rich Asians. Mm. And they're like, like posting spamming stories like, oh, oh she's Asian, I'm Asian. That, we're yeah. like sisters now. Mm. Um, whereas I've been a fan of Michelle Yeoh since like- Crouching uh, Tiger. Crouching Tiger and, and the Bond. Bond film she did. Tomorrow is Never Enough. She was in The Mummy 3 with Brendan yeah. Fraser. They yeah. had Jet an Lee. action sequence she, together. She had a fight with Jet she Lee. Had a, she fought Jet Li. Um, that's not the first time I think she's probably fought Jet Li yeah. too. Uh, you, know, did, you know, awesome stuff in, in, in Hong Kong cinema. And she's been a legend for me for so long. It's kind of like the equivalent of seeing Tony Leung or Maggie mm. Chung or Jet Li, mm. Donnie Yen, mm. you know, Andy Lau, uh, you know, come up and get one of these awards. So she's been a legend for me for so long. And to finally see other people love her uh, and have had to get that love for them, the masses, is, is actually not a turnoff. It's actually more of a, well done. Finally, think, we are here. I think it's awesome, man. Like, there is so much talk about, um, you know, like there is this massive discussion that's been going on in the past like five mm -hmm. ten years ever since kind of me too about diversity and stuff yeah. like that that should happen and a lot of people want to take i think uh kind of an ugly angle to yeah. it as if like the industry is doing a lot of things to to, to cover up some scars to, no to, i was gonna say that too yeah. but also like to to make diversity happen just to yeah. like take off for a the box, sake of it yeah which sometimes it might is, be yeah. true yeah but overall it is awesome that films like parasite and everything yeah. are winning all these awards because um this industry of film should represent the world as a whole yes. as any industry should yeah. that's not just a film so to see you know it's been a hundred years of of well maybe not a hundred years but like a sixty a years maybe of American and British films winning these uh, awards and throughout these six years there have been many many non-American yeah, and non-British yeah, films with diverse cast and diverse filmmakers and um, that that tell diverse stories as well so it's awesome that you know a lot of people will try to like minimize that and they'll be like I'm sure this is a thing already a hundred percent be like oh this film is nominated because of that or this film won because of this and like tick this box or whatever yeah. which sometimes might be true but yeah. at the end of the day this is a great thing like like this is moving yeah. forward to a thing of like it's been an industry of these american british white films winning for like 60 years it's time to get some of those other stories some spotlight yeah that's a great thing and also think about how these these moments the impact they have on future generations as yeah, well like all absolutely. the girl all the little boys and girls watching michelle yeah. win that and being inspired and like you know now she's one of their heroes and yeah. now they go on to do amazing i, I will well. say this though what i love is that with be it key or michelle yo and, and all of these guys who have won um, when I look at, uh, let's actually just say Bong Joon-ho. Yeah. When I look at Bong Joon-ho, I don't look at that and think, oh, he's Asian. I can be like him because I'm the same. What I look at Bong Joon-ho, I say, that's a great filmmaker. 
I want to be like him because of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and so what I love is that these guys are actually, it's not so much about where they're from or it's not like racially motivated, mm. you know. It's very much about the skill. It's very much about the hard work. And when I look at Kihi Kwan and, and Michelle Yeoh, these guys have been in the industry for so long. And for me, one of the biggest tragedies is hard work not paying off. Yeah. Just in life, I believe in life yeah. in general. And so to see their hard work finally pay off, regardless of the color of their skin, regardless of where they're from, of course it influences them. But regardless of that, and just seeing these human beings put in a lot of effort and put in a lot of hard work and mm. patience and consistency, dedication over decades, mm. and to see it finally mm. come to fruition, you know, of course one golden statue is not going to, uh, you know, right. complete yeah, and, yeah. and be a full representation Fix of it. everything. But, but it it certainly yeah. is is a, a step in the right direction for me. And to see them do that independent of where they're from, but also, uh, you know, bringing that in, in a fond and, 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 and positive way, mm. I think is great. Let me tell a super quick story, right? When I was like, because I, I did acting for like 10 years in Bulgaria. And when I was like maybe 12, 13, I remember this so vividly. That like, this is such a formative uh, um, memory of my life. When I was 12, 13, a relative asked me, like, what's my dream? Like, what mm. I wanted to do. And when I was 12, 13, that was win an Oscar. Mm. And I said that. I was like, I want to win an Oscar yeah. one day. And I remember this. I literally can close my eyes and see it. And my relative said, like, yeah, well, no Bulgarians ever won an Oscar. Yeah. or even gotten close to that. And, and I watch me. And I said, I literally said at that time, and I was like so cocky. And at that point, that matters so much. Yeah. It fucking doesn't now. Yeah. <laughs> but at that point, and I was like, yeah, well, I'm gonna be the first. Yeah. And I always, I always believed that, like, you know, I st maybe I stopped. Like, it doesn't matter. Oscar is like fuck. Oscar is like success is different than winning an award. But I was always like, I still believe I'm gonna reach like the success I want to reach. But that's been in me. But two years ago or three years ago, when Maria Bakalova was uh, was oh, nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. Mm. To me, that was like, obviously it's surreal to see somebody who's Bulgarian, but I was like, well, yeah, of course, like the industry is changing in that way. But people in Bulgaria were like, it was like, you guys cannot imagine yeah. the sensation she was and still is like there. And um, I, I, it really like, it kind of like flipped my world around. Cause I was like remembering, I saw her get nominated and get all the awards buzz. And then I remember that conversation and I was like, do you know what? When I had that conversation, that was like ten years mm. ago. That would that they were probably right then. That wouldn't have happened. Mm. Like twenty ten, I doubt there would have like they wouldn't have nominated a Bulgarian actor because a Bulgarian actor wouldn't have even like been in an, in a in a role that would have been considered. Yeah. And the fact that Maria Bakalova, who's gonna be next? I don't know. Um, but um, no. But the fact that she she got there was like so insane. And I was like, this is actually like mind blowing to me. Uh, and it's mind blowing how that conversation back then i didn't think it was true but maybe then it was and and now it isn't and that's so awesome mm. and this is good though this is this, it's this is very very good incredible give me best yeah. uh best actor yes jeez <laughs> it got really deep there i know yeah. it did it did <laughs> cool right uh up next we have actor best actor in a leading role uh the nominee nominees are austin butler for elvis uh colin farrell for the banshees of Sharon, brendan fraser in the whale Paul Mescal for Aftersun and Bill Nye for Living. I think this is the one that I'm going to get wrong. Um, I will say, though, right, I think it's between um, uh, Brendan and... Uh, and um, Austin. Austin. Thank you. I'm going to say Brendan won. He but did. I, no way. Yeah. No fucking way. Yeah. I'm nailing this. <laughs> I'm nailing this. Wow, I can't wait to see that speech, too. I got to yeah. catch up on a lot see, of speeches. See, see the, I, I, I was so... So so happy for Brendan yeah. when he won. 
um, because I grew up watching like The Mummy and films yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. It's, it's incredible to see the trajectory of his his career. Um, I, d I don't know if I really, I, w I was really happy, but his uh, his his speech. I don't know. It I didn't watch bit, it. I've not watched it. I've I don't know. It was just a bit like he was he was making like all these metaphors and references to the whale and how he felt like sunk in an ocean yeah. and uh, and like. Uh, Darren Aronofsky was the person who pulled him out. Okay. Was it all, all these things and it, it, like some of the it's like he he spoke he did all that for a while and it mm. kind of was like oh okay cool, um, but no he's he's given better speeches in previous yeah. areas. That's what I wanted to say. But of course like I love Brendan Fraser so much. I to be fair like I was thinking about his speech and I was thinking about Christoph Waltz's speech for Doctor King Schultz in Django. Yeah. One for that and how he was referencing his character. Um, uh, when he when he did his speech, and I thought he did a much better job, but no, take nothing away from Brendan Fraser. I think, um, yeah, I mean, that's really interesting incredible. because I, if you would have asked me like a month ago, yeah. I would have said Brendan, but yeah. then if you would have asked me two weeks ago, Austin. I would have said Austin. But I don't know, I had a kind of a gut feeling because I think Austin won the majority of the awards, mm. so I had a feeling that it would balance out if mm. uh, Brendan won this one. See, this is the thing. So Austin Butler, um, he's obviously playing Elvis, right? Do you think there's an argument for like he shouldn't have won or he didn't win because he's doing more so of an impersonation? No, I don't think so. If anything, I I saw something recently saying about how in the last ten years, almost all uh, with with a few exceptions, I think Casey Affleck and Joaquin Phoenix in Manchester by the Sea and Joker are mm. the only two perhaps who were playing fictional people. Mm. Gary Oldman played a real person. I think um, like oh yeah. I think Daniel Day Lewis played a real person. DiCaprio played a real person. And it was begin. Rami Malek played a real person. It was beginning to get a little bit tiring, mm. and I just loved that. You know, Brendan Fraser plays fictional character, and you know, so beautifully, might I add. And not to take away anything from Austin Butler, yeah. he's brilliant. We talked about this before. The guy's absolutely incredible, and, and still is Elvis, whatever you know. Um, he's but not yeah, anymore. I think as an actor, it's actually more difficult to play somebody existing. Okay. Who has who has like like the impersonation? It's actually more difficult to nail those mannerisms. Yeah. Because for like a role like the whale, you take it and it's like your interpretation. Yeah, you yeah. can create. And it's the like character. your emotion. Yeah. Like, it's it's your emotion that you tweak. Yeah. But it's not Elvis's emotion. Elvis's emotion is completely different. Yeah. So I think actually it is more difficult. Um, if if you asked me what I'd find more difficult to impersonate Elvis or to play, play the whale, I'd say yeah. Elvis for sure. Yeah. Mm. But do you not think that's because of all the pressure and the people watching? I think, think it's it right. I, th I think it is genuinely about yeah. yeah, because it's more detail oriented. Because like when you play any character, um, we were actually talking about this the other day over yeah. a coffee about how like casting to an to an to an extent is about finding the right vibe, mm. and mm. then because actors, you will never tweak your like personal like. Essence, your inner, you, yeah, your inner essence will remain the same, and then it's like how you apply that and how you um, manipulate that into different into different um, characters. Mm. Um, so, like a role like the whale, um, the it's great casting, and he, you know, takes all those emotions and embodies them and like puts them out, and it's all that. But when you're playing somebody like Elvis, you need to your inner essence needs to be very close to Elvis's inner essence, but then you also need to Every like with the well, your hand movement doesn't have to be right or wrong. It's instinctive. When you're playing Elvis, there is an Elvis hand movement. Yeah, that's right. There is an Elvis raise of the eyebrows, and that's yeah. that is right. Like when you're playing real people, there is a right and wrong. 
Yeah. Um, versus when you're playing fictional characters, it's more about how great is your interpretation. Yeah. I mean, if I had someone play me, I would want to make sure that person did a bloody good job. <laughs> As in, like, you, you you better be, like, walking and talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. your hair better exactly. flow the same way. Hey, do you want to give exactly. it a shot? You know. Absolutely not. Well, no, hey, no I, I, I'll say this as well. No I Recently, we shot this film, uh, which is not out yet, but it, it was a film about a film set, basically. And, you know, so the person who played the director was loosely based off of the actual director of the film. The person who played the cinematographer was very heavily based upon the per the cinematographer. Um, I was played by a, a very, very handsome white man named Tom, um, who was a good friend. And... Uh, you know, a, a loose, a loose, casting. a loose version of me, but he's like twice my height, and you know, slightly few skin tones down as well, uh, and he could grow a beard, luckily. But um, he was fantastic. Now, granted, he wasn't playing me, me, um, but a lot of the dialogue was inspired by stuff which I had said to the director mm. um, at, at one point, and and when I was watching, it, I was like, yeah, no, this is cool. This is yeah, great, yeah, yeah. and it, it wasn't as if like he was, you know, doing a biography, of, uh, you know, of me or anything. Uh, uh, but it, it felt like right. Whereas I think you know, I'm sure that's what Elvis would have felt about Austin as yeah, well. Yeah. It, it just felt right. Mm. Uh, y you don't need to necessarily like you know do the same kind of yeah, yeah, gestures yeah. and whatnot. But sometimes it, if it fits, it fits. Yeah, and exactly. With Austin, exactly, it definitely. Exactly. It definitely fits. Do, you, do you think Austin Butler has demonstrated that he is uh, an actor? that is now is capable of getting more nominations as his career yes. goes on. Yes. I think sure. he's probably one of the best young actors working This right guy now. has worked his career trajectory yeah, yeah, yeah. in such he's an intelligent way. He's incredible. Yeah. He's really, really Such an good. intelligent Which way. is why it almost... Coming from Aliens in the Attic. Exactly, right? I know. Oh my God, is that what he's in? He yeah. plays Jake in Aliens in the Attic with a guy with a BB gun. I think he's going to be a fucking star. Well, he's in June next. I think, yeah, I yeah. think he's, he's going to be like a like a proper A-lister and he mm. deserves it like he's yeah. fucking fire yeah do you think so this is this is the thing for Brendan Fraser do you think this is the one that I mean like obviously he's won that's do you think he's got more in the bag yes you do yes. I do but I think he's gonna end up doing more like uh, kind of uh, I don't know if he's gonna do a lot more leads I think he's going to do a lot of like shows and supporting characters, stuff that is great and mm. excites him. But I don't, I don't know if he's going to do like, I don't know if he wants to do it. Maybe mm. he does. I'm not his agent, but um, I don't know. Like, I don't, I think this will definitely be one of his, one of, if not his like great, great. Mm. There's also another common theme here with the, all the, the actors winning. You see like Michelle Yeoh and Kiwi Kwan and Brendan Fraser and, um, who won for best Jamie Lee? Jamie Lee. Jamie Lee Curtis. All these actors who are very much like genre actors. Yeah. Mm. Jamie Lee Curtis in the Halloween films, Michelle Yeoh, martial arts films, Ki Kiwi Kwan, Goonies, yeah. Temple of Doom, Brendan Fraser, big action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now they're all winning yeah, these it's Oscars. Awesome. It's incredible. It's awesome. Like incredible. to see that. Um, but yeah, moving on to the best final picture. one. Best, best Man, picture. Man, I think, I think I'm going to get it wrong. Guess it. Just guess it. Um, okay, cool, cool. Get, read them to, out to, to, okay. I know, I know, it's, okay. I know, I know what I'm gonna guess. It's, read it's Babylon. Babylon. So we have. <laughs> it's actually really too Leslie. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> we have uh, women talking, the Fablemans, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, Avatar, the Way of Water, All Quiet on the Western Front, the Banshees of Inisherin, Elvis, Tar, Triangle of Sadness, Top Gun Maverick. And the Fable Moons. Did I say Fable No, I think I think um, my prediction, and I, I said this in episode one, and I still think it's true in this moment, 
is everything ever. You are correct. No shit. Yeah. What did you think was gonna win? I no because that was my prediction. But I was two gonna Babylon, say Babylon two Dylan gave me a sneaky look when yeah. he said all quiet on the Western Front. Oh no. Everything ever. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's incredible. fucking incredible. Awesome, incredible. That's awesome. Can I can I Please. give you my um extremely well prepared, awesome. extremely unnecessary yet beautifully poetic analogy? <laughs> I so, nailed these predictions. I am a. I watch football and I'm a very proud supporter of Manchester United. Oh God. Manchester United have not been doing very well since Alex Ferguson left in 2013. Uh, the last time they won a trophy, I believe, was actually the same year La La Land kind of did really well, which was around 2016-17. So Manchester United are actually on the comeback right now, thanks to the brilliant managerial tactics of Eric Ten Hag. And as a result of that, we have won the Carabao Cup. We are currently in the quarterfinals i believe of the europa league we stand to win that hopefully and my we, film brain like yeah. completely switched sorry out. sorry like, and we're also in the quarterfinals and semifinals of the fa cup with our only real competitor being manchester city we're not gonna win the premier league though however the reason i bring this up is the feeling of manchester united coming back and my favorite team doing so incredibly well can be likened to the feeling of a film that i was truly connected with truly loved on every level winning so much and that's everything everywhere all at once because i have spent so many years seeing films that i love get mistreated by the mm -hmm. awards uh, parasite of course did well la la did well but i'm talking uh, blade runner or whiplash or or even weirdly enough my favorite film 2018 was widows and it did it oh, didn't yeah. do very well i loved so, widows for some reason um and so to see a film which is essentially the underdog that as you said had absolutely no intention of cleaning house essentially and breaking so many records to see it do this well is seeing you know is the equivalent of seeing marcus rashford score one against man city um and it and it's just brilliant uh we're not going to talk about the liverpool defeat but hey anyway um seeing everything everywhere do that well it it brings so much joy to my heart because i was a fan of this film before all the awards attention i was a fan of this film when i stepped out of the cinema and I actually saw you I, like met, we, we met, met yeah the first time like 20 minutes after I saw that film and I yeah. was speechless because of how much it affected me uh, in, in all the right ways as a person as an audience and as a filmmaker too you know it's such an inspiring it was, film oh, it's, it's awesome I do have one interesting point to make though about this film and the, the fact that it's won so much so in 20 years time kids you know will go and like watch Mojo or whatever like top 10 movies and won loads of Oscars if it still exists in the same way that I watched uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which won a load of major Oscars. And I saw that film when I was 15. And I thought, oh my God, it is actually that good. You know, I don't have that feeling towards every film that wins loads of Oscars. I don't feel that way about Silence of the Lambs. I think it's a great film, but I don't, you know, it's like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. But I don't have that personal connection. My question is, in 20, 30 years time, when kids, teenagers who start discovering films go, that old film, Everything Everywhere All at Once, it won every acting category that it could it won best director and best picture basically almost every category it was nominated for every major one it won best screenplay too mm -hmm. and i they watch it do you do you think they will feel like going into it with too much hype and be disappointed or do you think the film will deliver i think it will deliver i yeah. think it'll be delivered I, too i think acting wise maybe it won't okay because like again it's not a not a like criticism on anybody. I just think like there are better it's, options. It's though. it's a plot driven film. Yeah, yeah, that's is, not like a bad thing to say. It's a plot driven film. Yeah. Um, but I think if you watch it, you'll be like, okay, I get it. I get it. I it's was like we spoke in the car about this. Like, is it overhyped? And I'm like, mm -hmm. well, anything with this hype yeah. is overhyped in theory. Like, I've never seen a film. I think ever. I swear. I I, th I don't think I've ever seen such a commonly loved yeah. film. Everybody adores it. 
besides one, I know one person who hasn't liked it. Yeah. And not not even that everybody's like, oh, it's fine. Everybody loves it. Like, I've never, I'll go on like Letterboxd. Yeah. I'll, I'll never see another film that has so many of my friends, five stars, five stars, yeah, five yeah, yeah. stars. Like, it's crazy. Theo gave it like four stars. He wasn't the biggest fan. <laughs> so, but that's like, yeah. I mean, to us, like, is it overhyped? No. I guess well, and that's what I mean. Yeah. Like it feels a little bit overhyped yeah. because we're in it now and because yeah. everybody loves it. But I think in five years I'm gonna rewatch it. So beautifully, exactly. And and I'm also, like, you fire. know, you love a movie when people don't have to tell you to love it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I went in like blind and really know anything. I just wanted to watch it, and I mm. came out like, oh my god, that might be my favorite movie of the year. Yeah. Um, whereas you know when you go into like a lot of people went into Parasite hearing stuff that it was the best thing ever. You know, not having seen a single Korean film, they come out like, oh my God, this is like the, you know, it's like, Jesus is back or whatever, you know. Um, but yeah, so I'm just glad that this movie was able to speak for itself without all the external noise before, because I got to see it before everything happened. Everything, everywhere happened, everywhere all at once. Um, so I'm glad that this movie is doing so. I'm just, I feel proud. I feel proud because this was my favorite movie of the year. And so to see my favorite movie of the year be everything, the world's favorite movie of the year, Oscar's favorite movie of the year, I was like, nice. Yeah. I think the Daniels are like, yeah. they're, they're like, what, what's next? Yeah. Like, Same with like the Damien like, Chazelle thing like, we were talking about. Like, what are we going to do I next? Know, like, I feel like, because they're like Damien Chazelle, even like, um, I bet like, you know, studio back, yeah. you get like everything everywhere. I bet they're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. I think, I think they're probably like, what the fuck is going <laughs> yeah. on? Like, like, it's insane. It's yeah. like it's it, it's crazy. To and I remember seeing Swiss Army Man at a festival before it had its wide premiere. Mm. Yeah. And even that people walked out of that film, by the yeah. way. And even then, I remember I saw it with a friend, and we were like, "This is incredible." And even then, I would have never been like, "These guys are gonna like sweep everything," because yeah. it is fucking weird. Like yeah. it's a weird film. Like it's not a commercial film. Yeah. Mm. So to do that, that's and I bet they're like. What is going on, you know? Can I make one little comment about the Daniels and their approach to this film? So I read somewhere that the Daniels basically spoke about how people's attention spans are so short now and everyone just kind of is on TikTok, on Instagram, mm. and stuff like that. And so to get someone to sit down for two hours in a dark room and watch a film, sure. they need to make the best film possible that, and yeah. throw everything that they have into this film. Mm. And that is the thing. Like when I make every feature that I make, like I always think this is going to be the last film I ever make. Uh, because I want to make it the best thing possible and I'm going to throw every resource, every person, mm. yeah, everything that I have, I'm putting into this movie. Mm. Uh, and I think that's how they did it. And to do that, I think it requires a lot of bravery and a lot of like, you're, you're basically jumping into the deep end without really a parachute, you know. Mm. And to do that, it's, it's just... The mentality. That it's such an, an important... Yeah, mentality is the right word. That's exa You've hit the nail on the head. And to do that, and essentially you're sacrificing so much because... Um, you might not have any other ideas left mm. after this. You know, you might not have any other resources left. Everything you have is going into this film. And the fact that it succeeded, because uh, I think it, it requires someone really pure and someone really fearless um, to do that and, and to commit to that. And, and, and you know, to, without like, oh, if, we, if this fails, we can do something else. No, no, no. I think everything everywhere was kind of their be all end all. Mm. And to have a film be your be all end all and to have it succeed, means a lot mm. and it is very inspiring the thing with everything everywhere is it's for me it's like basically perfect i don't okay I, as in like it's near perfect i yeah. don't know what i would change about I it. yeah i agree um and i think that to answer your question about future generations mm. looking back on this film and um whether or not it still has the, you know the same impact on yeah. them i think it will and the reason comes down to two, two reasons is like if you compare all your favorite films of each year yeah. over the past decade yeah. and you look at them all next to each other, 
where does everywhere everything everywhere fit amongst those in terms of do, do you see what i'm saying yeah. i would assume it would be like obviously everyone has personal bias yeah. and whatnot. favorite films or best As picture in, say, winners say, say say you took like your favorite film from 2010 yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have everything everywhere 2022, right? My yeah. personal favorites. Yeah, your, your personal, personal favorites. Favorite. Yeah, yeah. And if you had to compare... How high would it rank? All those objectively... No, not objectively. Subjectively perfect films in your opinion. Yeah, yeah. Where would it... If you could even put that into perspective. In the last 10 years, it would be quite... It would be in the top quite, five. Quite high, top right? Top five, yeah, yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, so that, I don't know if top five, but certainly high. There's one. High. But also, I think the impact of everything everywhere and seeing and how, how it is completely cleaned up at the at the, mm. at the award season, I think it's going to maybe make a shift in, in Hollywood and, you know, show studios, like, maybe give, you know, directors with crazy ideas yeah. more power. Yeah. But I also think it's going gonna, it's gonna to influence a lot of new sort of films that are going to try and somewhat replicate Emulate. it. Oh, and then oh, you're going to look at all these films yeah. building up over time and those kids in 10, 20 years, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. they're going to look at it and be like, no, everything that was the one that the best. started it it's, and it's still it's, the best version exactly, of that kind right? of film. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, that is where, that's how I can answer your question. Mm. And that's, that, that, that's why I agree. I also have one last, we, we have been sucking this movie off so much. I have one last compliment for it, mm. which is that, and this is a word that I, it, it, it hurts to not use it more in films. It's such a creative movie. Yeah, it is. No one describes films as creative anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one does because there aren't any creative films. Yeah, yeah. And this is a film where I'm watching and I'm like, you, a musician could watch this and love it. An architect could watch this and love it. Uh, a writer could watch this and love it. You know, we, we talk a lot about films essentially being the one art form that combines all other art forms. Yes. Everyone could watch this and ha be like, I feel not only represented as an artist, as a person, whatever, but my God, that was a creative movie. They yeah, actually thought about it, which a lot of people don't. I have worked with filmmakers <laughs> who are just like, what are you doing? Mm. Like, come on, have, a, like, have an artistic mind. Mm. And a lot of films, and I will say this, some of my favorite films, I don't think feel artistic and it doesn't feel like it's made by an artist. Uh, anything by Fincher. Mm. Social Network is not an artistic film and I still love it. This film feels like it was made Definitely, by yeah. artists who really, really thought about it. Like you, you just know that these guys can draw, yeah. they can write, they can probably sing, they can probably dance, and they put it all into this film. Yeah. Everything that's going on in here and everything that's going on in here was in that movie. Mm. That's a great. It's a, it's it feels like a cinematic miracle. Yeah, that's it what does, it is. Yeah, yeah. Compared, I, like say, I can't remember the last film. I I've given five star five stars of films before but to use the term cinematic miracle mm. is like i i don't i don't remember the last film that, cinematic like if you yeah. think about it like genuinely like yeah. there's i like this this film came out of completely nowhere yeah and then i don't know well, like, i think i think i'm not opening because there's a long yeah. long but parasite was like that back pa pa parasite, parasite was well. that but, parasite was even more of an underdog because for this one like we predicted a bunch of us like yeah. a month ago that it would win because it was so heavily like campaigned and talked about parasite was like i remember people were like mm, not sure it mm. should win but not sure so that's i think parasite was actually the a little push that uh, also benefited for this mm. this is good guys this, is, this yeah. is really good it's good it's great it is great like it, it's really good for the future you know it's good you know what makes it great babylon film. what <laughs> yeah but babylon is actually <laughs> like oh jokes aside babylon is also like on the other spectrum of things where like this is an indie that is so well made and so honest mm. and true and babylon is a studio film yeah. that is also so honest and true. i will so say this you this you says are. this this says like great things about yeah. the independent filmmaking yeah. and babylon says great things about the bigger budget studio yeah. mm. filmmaking so 
it's, it's good changes going you, you on. You asked uh, about which would be your favorite movies and how you would rank them for the last 10 years, whatever, mm. right? Oh, it's, it's, yeah. Babylon is joint with me. I, I, It's grown on me and it's... There wasn't enough sucking on Babylon. Yeah, this well, podcast, as, so. as if we did last time already, but I would put Babylon and everything personally. <laughs> Wait, did neck you like neck. Babylon? Uh, well, I, oh my god! god. We, should, we should talk, about we should more, talk more, more about, about it. Yeah, we should do a Babylon episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I like them both very equally yeah, for different yeah. reasons, and for the same reason. I swear to God, if Damien Chazelle doesn't like give He's us a biased dinner yeah. fucking Monday or something, I'm I, hey, I can be the third Daniel. You know, I can change my name to Daniel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, I think we will wrap it up there, that guys. Does it? Thank That's you so much for. Thank you so much for having. Before, before, like last time. What's 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 episode four? I still I don't know. Yeah. What's episode, what's episode four? What do you want to talk about? Episode? What do I want? What do you want to, gonna, um, I've interrupted him so many times. I might not even get invited I back. I like my idea of a composer. Composer. I think you should do a composer. Hundred, oh, I will definitely, because yeah. mu- music and film is means like a lot to me. I like, yeah. I'm 100% going to be do that, doing that. We should talk way. like maybe like do one of our favorite scores or something like that, you know. Like. Or you should do like... I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be speaking a lot doing that. Yeah. Or you should do, I don't know, or you should do like a, I don't, a, a horror uh, themed thing or something. I'm rewatching all the screams now, so I'm in. Yeah. I'm in a slasher movie. I'm rewatching a lot of horrors too for other uh, for different reasons. You should do something like that. Yeah, maybe Halloween season. But I'm sure yeah. whatever it is, it's gonna be absolute fire. Subscribe yeah. to the Popcorn Podcast. I'll let you guys, do your intro. Do your outro. Well, yeah, no, guys, that's. Uh, I think that we're gonna wrap it up there. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Mickey. Thank you, Panwa. Their socials and their channels will be linked down below as usual. Great honor. Great. Thank honor. you. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking all. Uh, we can finally shut up about the Oscars and yeah. uh, you know the award seasons right now. I, oh, you know what I think episode four should be? Yeah. Babylon. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, episode four should be nothing, nowhere, at no place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but seriously, Babylon. Yeah, it's, it's an yeah. interesting idea. Cool. So, uh, yeah, guys, thank you so much for watching, listening. Uh, if you did enjoy the video, be sure to leave a like and can consider subscribing to the channel if you are new and comment down below what you would like to see us uh, discuss next on the podcast um we'd love to know uh but for now thank you so much for watching listening like i said uh and uh peace cheers hell yeah